Space Gravy with me, Reese Al Griffiths. And me, Mia Hatton. Do you know what, Mia? We, what? Ha- we have, there's been a subject that we haven't spoken about on Space Gravy for quite some time. It's not lobsters. It is lobsters. No, it's <laughs> not lobsters. What is it, Reese? Space. Space. That's We're like having... 50% of our name. I know. And we haven't mentioned much gravy yet either. So you No, know. it's not so much to say about gravy, is there? It's one, a bit smaller than space. One day we will have a gravy special. But today let's talk about space. And there's something brilliant. Uh, the thing I always think about with space, the thing that always impresses me most is the space race. When you've had America versus Russia in sort of a race to space, as the name suggests. And I think... America did a fantastic job in winning that space race. Never have so many wonderful things been achieved out of something so petty. Yes. And just to play devil's advocate, I'm going to say, did America really win that race? Yes, they did. They said, we're going that direction (laughs) and planted the finish line on the moon and they raced towards it and got there first. Exactly. They watched Russia achieve some absolutely incredible things and go, oh, we missed that deadline. Oh, we missed that deadline. I'll tell you what, we'll just shift the goalposts and decide for ourselves what is winning. Yes, America doing things better than Russia. As a very, very quick warm-up to this, Reese, I want you to tell me whether you think these achievements were first achieved by the USSR or the USA. All right. Okay. First artificial satellite. Oh, that was Russia. That I'll, was the I'll, give you that's right. I'll give you that. First space probe to reach the, reach the moon. Probably Russia. That was the USSR. First person in orbit. That was Russia. Yep, USSR. And the first spacecraft to carry three people. Russia. Yep. And the first spacewalk. Russia. First woman in space. In fairness, Russia deserved that one. <laughs> <laughs> Their first woman in space was, what, 1963. That was... Very well remembered. Yes, that was very good. In fairness. So, yeah, they, I They deserve that one. To decide that the USA won the space race based on that one achievement that it managed, I suppose there was more than one, but to say that because they landed on the moon first, they won the space race seems a little unfair to me. Well, it's true. <laughs> Speaking of artificial satellites, I found something out when we were talking about this. We, like Sputnik was the first artificial satellite up it in was. space. But do you know both America and Russia announced that they were going to put a satellite in space only four days apart? Yeah, and I believe the US was first. The US it? was yeah. first. I think, in fairness to Russia, I think they were planning it for a while before. Yeah. And I think something underhand happened. There were must have been American going, do you know what? Russia's planning crap let's just announce that first just we have no plans ourselves just get it that was incredibly patty the whole space race there were so many things that that just seemed so ridiculous that they needed to compete over them that they needed to jump in front of the other to get things done when really what we were talking about was achieving one of the greatest things that you know humanity has ever achieved leaving the earth's orbit going to the moon all that sort of thing is absolutely amazing so and one of the things that I found really interesting about it is that Kennedy, President Kennedy, um, did approach the USSR and said, hey guys, uh, do you want to work together on this? Oh, that Kennedy. Several times. Uh, and the USSR turned them down because they were worried about the USA spying on them. That's fair. Like, I'll, give, I'll, <laughs> I'll give the USSR that. That was probably a very safe, safe worry. But with America at this particular time, 
I mean, especially the the late forties, the fifties in particular, you had the McCarthy um, sort of witch hunts where they were just outing anyone mm. for being a communist, and a lot of Hollywood, a lot of film stars got blacklisted and refused to work for having communist tendencies, and that was basically because they believed in like things, just basic things like equal rights and fair pay, and for that was they were clearly against capitalism and therefore commies of the state and couldn't be trusted so there was sort of almost a mass hysteria with america where they kind of rallied behind this anti-com commie feel and were just made things incredibly tense against russia and anything russian so i think even if america and russia had struck up a deal i think america probably wouldn't have liked that i think the people would have rejected it Possibly. I think the feeling of... uh, I'm not defending them. I don't think they were in the right right for doing that. It would have been much better. But yeah, people might have been like, no, not not those commies. We don't like them. And equally, I mean, the USSR, I imagine, most likely were launching quite a campaign against capitalism as well. Yeah. Um, Though there was talk of possibly going back to Kennedy and saying, do you know what? We will. Because the premier of the USSR realised around 1963, not sure exactly he realised that although the U- the Americans might spy on them and steal their technology that actually they could have been spying on the USA as well and get hold of all their computer software which they really desperately needed unfortunately President Kennedy was assassinated before the USSR could go back and say okay let's work together and what resulted was a really really fierce race between them Lyndon B. Johnson took over after Kennedy I think he did not like the USSR. No, 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 no. He uh, did not indeed. And I think both... You point out a lot of firsts from the USSR, but I think America, as great as they did, it was mainly down to one German man. <laughs> and that was a man called Dr. Vernon von Braun, who um, was a German engineer and scientist, and he designed a lot of rockets in like the 30s. I think he developed... Uh, the V2 rocket, which was used for a lot, a lot of attacks during World War Two. <laughs> I mean, he was a member of the Nazi Party. This is what I find just insane about this character. He was a member of the Nazi Party, and he designed uh, V2 rockets, which was dropped um, on it, on Antwerp more than about 1,700 times and killing almost 4,000 people. They like they did a lot of destruction. These rockets that he designed, and then after the war, it kind of went over to America. You know, surrendered. I was like, "Oh, sorry," and started mm. working for for America and kind of almost fun like founded NASA. They started using those rockets to like the the basis, the ones that started going up into space, and they developed the Saturn V rocket, which was the one that got people like Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin up into space when they went up to the moon landing. So what you're saying is the USA actually wasn't very good at going to space they were great it was uh, that German man yeah but you know he, he helped he helped I mean America were the ones who were going you know what you you may be a Nazi but I'll let you off this one because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to help us beat the Russians which now that I've said it out loud sounds a bit wrong but <laughs> it's, 
Did you know that in the 1950s, the US Air Force had a program called Man in Space Soonest? I did not know that, Mia. That was literally saying, we want to beat the USSR. This is not about being interested in the universe. That is not. This is not about developing interesting technologies that we can apply to all sorts of different things. This is not about exploring the final frontier. This is literally about getting a man into space before the USSR does. Yep. That sounds like the America I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, if you look at sort of the whole point of going to the moon, because like Russia, you know, developing like they developed like space labs and things, which mm. allowed uh, astronauts to do experiments and all sorts of things, which has which is still going on. I mean, we've got the ISS orbiting planet Earth right now, and it's got lots of great things because of astronauts living in space. But sort of the real reason of going to the moon isn't as clear so my interpretation of like why they went to the moon was i just think it's a big piece of theater Mm. because if you think of are you saying that it was faked in a theater no i'm not saying it was fake i'm (laughs) saying that if you take like the american people like i said they didn't like the russians at the time there's a big anti-commie um feel that you're like you're in the cold war at that point and a lot of depression going on to sort of get an american man on the moon was a great sort of feel for the country is a great celebration of the country the same thing like britain tries to do every time the queen has a birthday and <laughs> everyone just doesn't it loses interest when they're all trying to get everyone to have a street party and everyone's like nah you're right mate but they were like yeah we'll try and get like the entire country to sort of stand up and say isn't america great are we doing great and i think that's why they chose to go to the moon because they knew realistically that if they were going to compete with Russia to sort of get like a space lab built, they're not they're not going to do that fast enough. But if we get to the moon and just get someone to walk around on the moon, then it lifts everyone's spirits. And I think that was kind of what they were going for. They did seem to have a totally different approach to space, didn't they, the US? I found a quote from a space historian, which I think is a cool job, and I'd like to be a space historian. He said that, uh, he reckoned that if the USSR had succeeded in landing on the moon first, there would be moon bases there by now. Do you think? And, you know, research stations and that sort of thing. Because the, wor- the re- words that he w- used were that the Russians were in the business of conquering space, whereas the Americans felt they were in a race. And the nature of a race is that once you think you've won it, you stop running. Well, when Russia started putting things in space, the sort of reason that America wanted to was because they thought, well, the next thing you know, we're gonna, they're going to have missiles in space. And being in the Cold War, it's <laughs> going to be, oh, if they get missiles in space, then we're done for. So I think they were trying to play catch up. So they were literally in a race of going, we can't let them put missiles in space before us. We need to get up there. But they did both sign a UN directive saying that they wouldn't put missiles in space. Yeah. So obviously they wouldn't have put missiles in space. Yeah. I know they would have put missiles in space. They were very, very, you know, against each other at that time. I don't think that would have stopped them. Or even if there was a possibility that Russia was going to put missiles in space, America had to almost take that as a certainty it sounds like i'm quoting batman v superman (laughs) if there's a one percent chance that russia's gonna put missiles into space (laughs) we need to take that as an absolute certainty so there's like a defense mechanism it's almost like um the book and film the men who stare at goats have you seen that yeah when they say like oh russia's developing this psychic 
uh, technology. We better start doing that. And it's like, well, it sounds all nonsense, but because Russia's going to do it, it's like, we should we start doing do it, that. Yeah. Even though it sounds complete nonsense. So I can really believe that even if they thought they could put missiles in space, we need to get up there and put our missiles in space. But then you see what the Russians did do. They They actually built the the first space station and several more space stations afterwards they actually went up orbited the earth and did some research it doesn't look like they were sending missiles back at any point well no it's we got hindsight now haven't we Mia? <laughs> we <can look> back <laughs> and say well you know actually, those we russians being bullies towards them <laughs> but what do you why do you think um this so this space historian piers bizoni he said i think if if the ussr had reached the moon first um they would have kept going back. They would have built bases there. They would have used them as a jumping off point to get to Mars. Why do you think that didn't happen with the USA at the helm? Um, because the public lost interest in the space. I mean, when Neil Armstrong... In the space. In the space. <laughs> in, they just lost... They just stopped looking up. Uh, they lost interest. I mean, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin land on the moon. Like I said, it was a big piece of theatre. Everyone was cheering. Yay! By like Apollo 15 no one really cared anymore and like Apollo 13 was big news because that was the one that kind of things went wrong and they still managed to get back to earth which is more impressive than putting men on the moon in my opinion mm. the fact that they were halfway to the moon um i can't remember exactly what exploded but something important anything that explodes on your rocket when you're in space <laughs> It's a bit worrying, but they like slung slingshot that doesn't sound right they went on like a big slingshot yeah. around the moon in order to come back and um, they went through hell, really, because it was freezing. They didn't have any temperature. They, three of them were all um, huddled in the lunar module, which was only meant for two people. And I think Jim Lavelle said that if you put your foot in the wrong place, it would have just made a hole. It was essentially made a tin <laughs> foil, which is, again, astounding what yeah. they went to the moon in. I can't imagine what that must be like to feel like you're essentially in, like you're just wrapped up in foil in space. Yeah, and you can't move too much, That's or space will get in. Yeah, basically, what it is they say if you put your foot in the wrong place, then you make a hole, and you all die. <laughs> so they're all huddled in this little lunar module to get back. Um, so when people started losing interest, there wasn't any real reason for them to go to the moon anymore, because uh, Russia, as you said, they were in a bit. They were in the business of like actually developing and looking at the science behind it, and kind of um, colonizing space. Colonizing this space. Man's Whereas America were doing it as a piece of theatre mm. to sort of inspire the public. And but not long after Apollo 11, they said they might reach Mars by 1990. Yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> well. There are a lot of talks. Here we are in 2016, <laughs> tapping our toes, wondering when that's going to happen. But there have been a lot of talks about reaching Mars lately. I don't think, I don't know, I don't think it's going to happen soon. Maybe I hopefully it will happen in our lifetimes, but like the way I they, hope so. they keep making it out is like, yeah, that's gonna happen soon. That's gonna happen soon. It's not gonna happen that soon. And I think even if we do get to Mars, I think it's gonna be a joint world effort. I don't think it's America gonna do it by themselves. Well, it's not really America that's leading the way anymore, is it? It's these private companies, yeah. which I know are in America, but they're they're not necessarily NASA. What's quite interesting now, I find, is that a lot of space exploration has been relegated to companies like SpaceX and Blue Origin. Incidentally, do you know who the founder of SpaceX is or what he was known for before SpaceX? Because I find this quite interesting. No, I haven't got a clue. He was the co-founder of another company, a massive company that you've definitely dealt with before. Anytime you bought anything off eBay, for example, and it's not eBay. Oh. 
Pay- <laughs> PayPal. Yeah, co-founder of PayPal is the director of SpaceX. Oh. Um, which I just thought was really interesting. He has got access to a lot of people's bank accounts. <laughs> Not suggesting anything. Take one penny from each of them. He's going to offer uh. <laughs> space's way to space. Hmm. But yeah, between SpaceX, uh, Blue Origin, Virgin Atlantic, all these different companies, they're all almost creating a race between themselves now. Like, because it's this private sector that I think is going to eventually speed up the trip to Mars. Because they've got enough money that they can fund themselves they don't need to keep going back to the government and say we need a bit more money we need a bit more money and there is that level of competition between private companies that i think can push things forward maybe in the same way that the cold war pushed forward the competition between the ussr and the usa yeah america got criticized a lot for how much money they spent on the the space race i haven't got the figures exactly in front of me but the entirety the amount they spent on that kind of period of getting to the moon was equal to about one year of the Vietnam War. Wow. So the Vietnam War went on for about like four or five years, probably. I can't, I don't know this off the top of my head. But the amount they spent in that sort of like decade of getting to the moon was about the same, if not less than one year of the Vietnam War. So you put, you you always hear these massive numbers that governments deal with. Hmm. You think, oh, that sounds like a lot. But when you put it into perspective. It's a very small percentage, isn't it? Yeah. When you put into perspective against other large figures, they said it's actually not a lot at all. And the joy for the USSR was that nobody could complain about how much they were spending on the space race. They weren't <laughs> allowed to complain, which is quite is something that did come up a bit. Like um, no people, bread for you today. We're going to space. Russia could always spend as much as it wanted on the space race because there weren't elections and things where people were going, "Oh, well, I wouldn't vote for you because you'd spend too much money on the space race." They could just get on with it. That's why again america was ruled by public opinion mm. so public opinion were like you're wasting money on the space race no one cares it's like oh right, right we can stop that we can stop that so they are they had to kind of almost abandon it which was a shame because they did have a i think two, at least two more apollo missions planned mm. the moon, which got and they were gonna get to mars by 1990 i would have loved that <laughs> we got total recall in the late 80s <laughs> it's close enough again though with the help of a German or Austrian in that case. <laughs> See, you need Germans and Austrians to get to space. That's what we've learned, essentially. <laughs> yeah, that's what we've learned from this. <laughs> <laughs> the private companies, they've been going to space for, for a long time now because Helen Sharman, who was Britain's first, the first ever British person in space, went up on a private company and she spent a couple of days up on... Uh, a couple of days because she spent a while I'm not entirely sure the length of time but she spent a long time on um, the Mir on Mir on the Mir space station I like to call it Mir <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she gets enough credit because Britain is the only country whose first person in space was a woman and I think after the last year of going on about how great Tim Peake is it's a bit irritating that Helen Charman doesn't Aww. get as much do you know I found out a couple of months ago I actually met Helen Charman when I was a kid did you? I can vaguely remember the day. I think I was very, very young. Because this was in like the early 90s. I think she just got back and it was an event at Cardiff Castle. And I remember it because it was big hot air balloons. And I remember something spacey going on. It wasn't <laughs> until the other day my mum, she was on the news and my mum said, oh, you've met her. And it kind of, nice. it made sense. I was like, oh yeah, I can remember some woman doing something about space. But that's, <laughs> that's about it. I haven't she got... clearly made a big impact on She you. says she's got a photo of me somewhere with her, which I really want to see, but... Oh, I thought you meant Helen has one. Helen, Helen's got a photo <laughs> of me. We, we, you know, we Facebook each other every now and then. 
but I don't know it's an incredible achievement and like I said earlier Russia put a woman in space very very early mm. on I mean I, I'm not sure when the first American woman in space was but it definitely wasn't in the 60s no and this lady was 1963 I wish um, I could um, pronounce her name Valentina or read it Valentina Tereshkova Valentina Tereshkova that's it 1963 on the Vostok 5 I think 6 6 oh it's close oh. she spent a good good few days orbiting the earth though if I if yeah memory. and she was the first civilian in space as well which is pretty cool pretty good pretty yeah. good I think America blamed um, its lack of women on the cramped environments and the hygiene and the fact it smells Brilliant. well ladies don't like ladies, bad smells ladies don't like smell mm, but also no. don't put me somewhere with a bad smell to give Russia credit again, Russia developed a space toilet pretty early on. <laughs> so those um, Vostok um, capsules, they had sort of devices that both men and women could do number one and number two in. Whereas the entire Apollo program, they were literally, the astronauts would just float in space. They would strip down completely naked and just crap in a carrier bag. <laughs> and then let ground control know that they were going to throw it out the window because yeah. it was going to adjust their trajectory. But Hello, ground control. I'm going to throw my poo out the window now. There's transcripts. I think it's Apollo 10. I think it's Apollo 10, which they've got transcripts of them being chased by a floating poo. <laughs> where it's like, what? Where's that come from? I don't know. It wasn't me. <laughs> and this, this is all written down because everything they spoke of is like, mm. transcribed. And there is a huge conversation about them almost kind of running away from a big poo floating around. That must have been like the only entertainment they had as well. Yeah. They probably did it on purpose. It's just like, hide from the poo that classic <laughs> game we're on the way to space because Apollo 10 they went around the moon they were testing the lunar module so they went quite they got the lunar module kind of almost in the moon's orbit almost landed but didn't land and come back oh. so it's like almost I think it was described as a dress rehearsal <laughs> so they were up in space for quite some dress time dress rehearsal for the faked landing am I right no, no. no. They, <laughs> they, they went. That would be a lot of effort to go to, wouldn't it? To fly it would, around the moon in order to not land on it. it would Has be, anyone ever questioned whether, like, all of the Apollo missions were faked? Because otherwise, it just doesn't make sense, does it? A lot of what they say doesn't make sense. Me, the That's people true. who don't believe you it, you can't question it. Too it would much. be easier to go to the moon than it would have been to fake it and keep it a secret for this long. Yeah, the amount really of people have. involved in a mission like that is just overwhelming and so like with every person extra person you add the chances of it being leaked it's just insane increases yeah. tenfold so have I told you about my movie idea I think you have but repeat it for our listeners <laughs> in case you told me off so, the podcast so there's all these theories that Stanley Kubrick directed the moon landing I think uh, they should make a movie about Stanley Kubrick trying to direct the moon landing and everything being really difficult because it's really hard to fake a moon landing. Is... How good would that be? I think if Stanley... And at the end of the film, he's successful and you see the moon landing as, as everybody saw it in 69. I think if Stanley Kubrick was going to direct the moon landing, it would have looked a lot better. I mean, he did 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey. He could do some cool effects. But that was uh, quite a while after the moon landing, wasn't it? It was around the same period. Was it? I think it may have even been earlier. Dav, get on the IMDb. <laughs> My guess is 60, 67, 68. Really? That early? I could be completely wrong mm. on that one. It could be could be in the 70s. Maybe he, the NASA gave him a load of money to film the moon landing. <laughs> and he spent it all on 2001. 
1968. Whoa. Maybe the moon landing was literally just the cutting route. See, I'm just trying to think <laughs> how this movie's going to go, you know, because oh, I think it's going to be a great film. I think Kubrick is such a perfectionist, he probably realised that the only way to do it properly is to actually land on the moon. <laughs> and he directs. That would be a great ending for the movie. The that would be fantastic. We're going on the location. the first thing he does is make this beautiful, something like 2001 that's a moon landing. Um, and then NASA are like, there's no way we could have filmed that on the moon, dude. Like, that's just way too, like, you've got close-ups, you've got, like, five different cameras. What are these monkeys doing? <laughs> <laughs> so then he just has to get scrap it and land on the moon instead. There we go. Yeah. Movie. It Boom. could work. It could work. We can call it Space Gravy the movie. Space Gravy the movie, just to confuse everyone. <laughs> there are a lot of conspiracy theories come in like America and travel into space I think mm, like America there's a few quite a lot so many people just don't want to believe it and are willing to sort of just like ignore any evidence to suggest so that they do go there but they're in there's no conspiracy theories regarding Russia that's there? true everyone just yeah nobody ever doubts Sputnik or no. says I don't think Yuri Gagarin ever actually went to space no no one no one. They were those trusty it's, Russians. It's because Yuri Gagarin was awesome, and he was like everybody loved him. So why would they doubt him? He I was. Suppose you could say the same about Armstrong or the other guys. The other, the them other, other guys. Ones. <laughs> them other ones. The thing with Yuri Gagarin, he went into space and he orbited planet Earth. He didn't just go up in space. I mean, mm. America's first man in space was a man called Alan Shepard, and he was in space for about. 15 minutes he just kind of popped up and back down it again, was, yeah he? they just went up and came straight I'm not even back sure if down it counts again. a space flight really it kind of it went he crossed the line he crossed the line but he, is, is it flight or just no in fairness alan shepard who is the first person uh the first american in space was on board the apollo 14 i oh, think cool. so he did end up going to space and in fact alan shepard um after that space flight he had some sort of problem with his year his ear to say it correctly <laughs> uh, he had some sort of problem with his ear and they said well, you're not allowed to go back to space again and he was gutted because he really wanted to be on board like the Gemini project and the Apollo project that was his what he wanted to do and he kept passing out and having balance problems I can't remember the name of the disease disease the infection overall was it like Meniere's or something I can't remember I can't remember but something along those lines something quite debilitating um, but then he had surgery uh, like kind of risky surgery which kind of got rid of it and they said yep go into space and so wow. he ended up um, go walking on the moon I think he may have been the fifth person on the moon that's cool yeah so that worked out well for him infinite, like he's the first man American man in space people don't remember him people remember John Glenn for being the first American to orbit hmm. Earth. But then it again, is a lot more impressive it is impressive I Even, mean the Russians they were like eh, we're not just going to go up and back down again we're going to go straight into an orbit Yuri up you go do you he must have been very brave oh yeah to just be yeah, like not taking okay. anything away from having Yuri seen like what happens to all of the monkeys and dogs and things to be like yeah okay give that a go in it <laughs> I, I just think that russia didn't really care whether he got back or not <laughs> they just were like yeah we'll send him up we'll uh have a parade we'll, well say yeah became, russia got it first and became such a national treasure that when they were thinking about going to the moon they were like we can't send yuri gagarin because what if he dies on the way we'll have lost our national treasure and everyone will be sad 
the sad the sad thing is though he did die he didn't did he? yeah he did in die a plane before, crash yeah before um man did walk on the moon it was during the 60s it was it was 1968 in the beginning of the end for um russia's space race really yeah russia just couldn't go on and that's when you know the tortoise overtook the hair <laughs> and america won slow and steady and not just throwing stuff up and hoping that it orbits and survives <laughs> that's what wins the race but russia the russian didn't really care about getting people back i mean if you look at what they did with animals they literally would send animals up to space and then be like bye <laughs> and then just they had no plans of getting them back whereas the first animals in space uh fruit flies russia um the russia america sent up because uh, they wanted to send up to the van allen belt uh, to see the effects of radiation mm. but even then they got them back to do experiments on they even went to the extremes to recover these little flies and then they went and sent up some uh, recess monkeys that died one got lost albert albert the first albert you don't know where he is mia he <laughs> landed somewhere the ocean probably probably could swim <laughs> There's no, there's no def, there's no body, Mia. That's what I'm trying to say. Around Albert two two did fine. of the monkeys that were launched in the 40s and 50s died. But you know, they they had plans to get them back. Albert two came back. Albert two came back, but died on impact when his parachute failed. No, he died later, didn't he? Surely. No, it says here Albert the second, the rhesus monkey, 1949, died on impact after a parachute failure. <sighs> I've got one more US or USSR for you. Who was the first to build a spacecraft that could carry animals into orbit and return them alive? America. That was the USSR. Nonsense. That was Sputnik 5, uh, which flew in 1960 uh, with Belka and Strelka, the dogs, uh, as well as a rabbit, 40 mice, two rats and 15 flasks of fruit flies and some plants. Good luck. Noah's Ark in space by the sound of it was but that was the first spacecraft that could bring the animals back alive well then how did the how did the fruit flies get back they just chucked them out with a parachute so for all that they cared about getting the animals back it was the USSR that brought them back in a comfortable way the USSR literally ran through the streets with a big net picking up (laughs) stray dogs going that one will do we'll send that one to space they gave one of the dogs on, on that one, I don't know if it was Belka or Strelka, to uh, Kennedy's daughter, Caroline Kennedy. Aww, that's nice, isn't that's it? That's nice. Just send, give them like a dog, which is clearly suffering from like post-traumatic stress. <laughs> Let her therapize like, Let's it. give that to the, daughter's, <laughs> the president's daughter. Let's see what he's dealing with. He's shaking in the corner. <laughs> he's not doing so good. One of the dogs, the, in fairness, Russia did give um, one of the dogs a statue. Is that Laika? Laika, I think. The first yeah. dog, uh, give a, there's a statue and that's kind of dedicated to all the animals lost during the space oh. race because they lost quite a few. And the USSR were a bit naughty about Laika as well. They suggested that she was alive for a couple of days up there and everyone was like, well done. And years later they were like, well, it was actually just like a couple of minutes and she was in excruciating pain for all those minutes. Yeah, they but didn't do very well with Laika. But she's got a statue. Yeah, so, she's got a statue, so it's all good. So I'm pretty sure she's happy with that. <laughs> Being both a dog and dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I think America wins on the animal front, at least. <laughs> Gotta give points to America for animals. They tried. I think the USSR tried harder. 
once they'd figured out the flaws. <laughs> we tried harder eventually after we wasted all those dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we worked it out roughly on about the 36th hound. Why are we we now? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm all America in this case. <laughs> I know what you're on about. Who do you think won the space race really then, Race? America. America got to the moon first. America is... America. America. <laughs> America. Yeah. America. They're the ones that are remembered for going... Like, Russia. No one cares about Russia. If you say That's names... Harsh. I te- I will bet you any money... No one cares about Russia. If you go up to a person on the street and say, name an astronaut from the 60s, it's always going to be Neil Armstrong. That's because Yuri Gagarin was not an astronaut. No, he, he was a cosmonaut, technically. Yeah, so... But you know what I you've mean. You've biased the question. <laughs> if you say, name an astronaut or cosmonaut... <laughs> They then people Neil would Armstrong. almost definitely say Yuri Gagarin because they'd be like, Cosmonaut, what's that? Oh yeah, Yuri Gagarin. <laughs> I don't know how many people would, and I have to look her name up again, I feel bad. Valentina, Valentina Tereshkova. Tereshkova. I don't know how many people would know that name, which is really sad. That is sad. Because first woman and first civilian in space. That was one, that, that was 1963, that was, and she orbited at least Earth for a few days, and she did incredibly well it was like i was saying with helen charm and everyone remembers tim peak no one remembers mm. helen charm which again is a shame is a shame but neil armstrong is someone everyone remembers and again buzz aldrin but there was 12 people to walk on the moon and i'm willing to bet that not five percent would be able to name number three or four which is again a shame because all those people did they all achieved something whether they be in america or russia whether they got to the moon or whether they just went into space because it's all advanced to where we are today but that's why i think you're wrong and i don't think the usa won the space race because all they did was overshadow all of the achievements that everybody else did by saying actually the only thing that matters is this one and i'm not going to downplay it very very big and important achievement but they made it seem as though that was the only achievement that mattered never mind satellites and orbiting the earth sending probes to the moon and what i actually think happened was that this pettiness this completely petty but maybe for the best petty because it was better than just like you know missiling each other and destroying the world but this this really petty race that came when there didn't need to be a race meant that really everybody lost but everybody also won because humanity made some incredible achievements and went a long way. Well, if you look at it from two different points, of, like if you look at it, like America was trying to go to the moon, Russia was trying to do something completely different. Is it even like competing in the same sport then? Is it like sticking Usain Bolt next to Michael Phelps and saying, right, off you go, who's going to win? Yes. Or like in the episode we did two, two weeks ago with the fish and the bird. <laughs> the bird <laughs> the fish will do well in water the bird will do well in the air but it's not fair to compare the two because america they put a person on like another another something else it's which nuts. isn't the earth and then like racing forward to today europe stuck something on a comet that's yeah. mental yeah, they did well there. In fairness, Europe. <laughs> the ESA. I think, Tootling along. <laughs> I think the ESA, to give them credit, they got founded about 1975. So they kind of joined in the party while <laughs> America was winding down a little. And they've made some great con- contributions. And the Chinese are getting in on the race as well. So it's gone from a two-horse race to, to just... To a many, many-horse race. To loads of horses. 
horses, birds, fish, the lot. <laughs> I don't think there's any fish <laughs> involved. I think maybe, yeah, maybe it's less of a space race and more of a space Olympics. And everybody gets a gold. That's just cheesy. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> You've been listening to Space Gravy with me, Reese L. Griffiths. And me, Mia Hatton. What about me? Oh, yeah. Produced by David Weeks and edited by Christy Evans. Visit our website at spacegravypodcast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thank <laughs> you.